1: you return that I might live in my house.
2: Babylon has become a barren and abandoned place. Her desolation is now complete. God has judged her because she worshipped wealth, luxury, she's led many astray, Uh, the world's population has become its many victims, Uh, those victims she slaughtered, and this is the day of her reckoning, her reckoning has come.
0: The pandemic has given us a glimpse of what the desolation described in today's passage could look like. Before all this, we took the peace and prosperity we were experiencing for granted. Things were far from perfect, but compared to the civil and political turmoil we've seen, things were pretty good. As Pastor Mike continues our study of Revelation in today's message, we'll be reminded of just how easy it is for world events to bring major upheaval in just a matter of days, or even hours. Now here's Pastor Mike in the book of Revelation chapter 18 as he continues his message, Commercial Babylon. Babylon.
2: Who knows where we're going to be? Who knows where I'm going to be in the next five, ten years? I'm hopeful that I'm just going to be here and we're going to continue doing what we're doing. But if not, wherever the Lord takes you, we need to be very careful when choosing a church. But then notice the extent of religious Babylon's influence there in verse 3. Let's go back to verse 3. Let's read it one more time. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of of her fornication, we're talking about spiritual fornication here, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants, this is a reference to the merchandising of Christianity, we talked a little bit about this last time, of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her uh, luxury. So what we have recorded here for us is the extent of this last day's religious system's influence. The people are too intoxicated by her to see her for what she really is. They're caught up in what I would refer to as a religious uh, stupor. But then let's go on now. And then in verses 4 through 8, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins unless you receive of her plagues. Now, at this point, I, I, I should pause, and I don't have this in my notes, but I, I, it's just dawned on me. You're saying, wait a second, the church isn't going to be here during this particular period of time. This is all taking place during the seven years of tribulation. So, who? who Jesus is serving up this warning, and he's referring to my people. Wait a second, aren't we his people? Hey, remember... In one of our past studies, I had mentioned that there's a great soul harvest that actually takes place during the seven years of tribulation. Remember the two witnesses, the 144,000, the angels flying across to heaven preaching the, the everlasting gospel. Remember those who are martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ, who we find under the altar uh, there in heaven, who are crying out, How long, O how long, oh God, Uh, will you take vengeance on those who have persecuted us, right? And so those are the people that God is uh, referring to here in this text. The church has already been taken, Revelation in chapter uh, 4. So don't be confused by this. Remember, this does not follow a chronological uh, order, and uh, as we've we've talked about uh, so often in some of our uh, previous uh, studies. So let's go back to our text. Come out for her, come out of her, my people. In other words, the warning, don't get sucked into this false religious uh, system lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you and repay her double according to her uh, works. In the cup of which she has mixed, uh, mixed double uh, for her. Okay, so here then is a clear call to separation. But again, this system is already, I believe, coming into being even today. And so I believe that this also serves as a warning for us in this present day. We need to be aware of the true character of this rising religious uh, system. And so, what's the message? Stay away from it. Yes, it may be very attractive. It may offer easy religion. Listen, let me tell you something. There are so many churches today that really don't preach the cross of Jesus Christ, don't, don't declare the requirements of being a true disciple. They don't talk about dying to self. All of the messages appeal to the flesh that they offer. So they offer a brand of easy Christianity, easy religion. It's very attractive, and it does appeal to the the flesh. It caters to the flesh. But listen, stay away from it. Don't get sucked into it. You're not going to reform it. Stay away. And what's the reason that's been given us? Well, notice what it says once again in verse 5. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. You know what this reminds me of? Even as the stench of the sin of the people upon the face of Earth, uh, on the face of the earth, during the days of Noah came up before God, and God remembered their sins, and He destroyed the earth. Even as the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah came up before God, and God remembered their sins and he judged those twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Gang, stay away from this. The character of her retribution is described for us here in verses 6 through 8. Let's go ahead and, and read that. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed, mixed double for her, in the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Okay, so... Verses 6 through 8 is a further reason why the Lord's own must separate from her. And so Babylon, the system, this religious system is destroyed and now her political and economic power must suffer the same fate. So it's at this point now here in chapter 18 where we turn a corner and go into a transition. No longer are we talking about religious Babylon, but now we are introduced to the next system, commercial Babylon. And with that said, that brings us to our second point, and that is Babylon, the great and mighty, has fallen. Okay, let's pick up now. Verses 9 and 10. The kings of the earth... Now remember, we're talking about commercial Babylon here. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and live luxuriously with her, will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. Now notice, her economic collapse will come, according to verse 10, in one day even within the space of one hour of that same day. All of a sudden, there will be an economic downfall that takes place, and in that same day, men will wake up, and the American dollar won't be worth the paper that it is printed upon. And so the source of all gain at this point is gone. And folks, let me tell you something. During this time, there's not going to be any government bailouts, as uh, we've, we've just experienced. There's not going to be any government bailouts because there's not going to be any money. The first group, notice, to bemoan her fate, the destruction of this commercial Babylon, will be the kings and rulers of the earth, according to verse 9. Because it was through this system that they stayed in control. The second group, that bemoans the destruction of the system is the merchants of the world. Okay, let's pick up now in verses 11 through 16. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, that would be the dyes, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, and bodies and souls of uh, men. For the fruit that your soul longed for has gone uh, from you, and all the things which are rich and splendid have uh, gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all. The merchants of these things, who became rich by her, will stand at a distance for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, once again, there's that, the there's that, uh, bemoaning of uh, the loss of this system, alas, alas, the great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and uh, pearls. Okay, so what do we have here in this list? Well, there are 27 different categories of merchandising that are listed here for us, including, notice verse 13, the souls of men. In other words, people have sold their souls to acquire these commodities. You know, at this point, this should really get our attention. And I think every one of us at this point should also be asking ourselves, you know, it just makes you stop and and think, what is my life all about? And really, what am I living for? And, And I think that those are questions that we should be regularly asking ourselves. But then notice also the last company to bemoan Babylon's fall, commercial Babylon's fall, are the vast shipping companies. All right, let's go back to our text, verses 17 through 19. For in one hour, such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel by ship, sailors, and as many as trade on the sea, stand, uh, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city. They threw dust on their heads and cried out weeping and wailing and saying, there it is again, alas, alas, the great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth for in one hour she is made a desolate. Okay, so at this point, all of the transporters of merchandise must shut down their operations because the world's commercial center has been destroyed. And once again, notice the repeated cry, alas, alas. It's a term that is denoting disappointment and disaster. So think about this then. All people in all walks of life at this point have now been shut down. Verse 18 Let's go back to verse 18 for a moment. Notice the mention of this great city. And I believe that in this, we have a reference to the headquarters of commercial Babylon. Remember last time I had mentioned, I only suggested because we're not quite sure about this, but there are some things that kind of make us you know, kind of lean towards uh, this conclusion. Last time, I had suggested that religious Babylon's headquarters was in Rome because of the description that is recorded for us in chapter 17 and verse uh, 9 where it refers to that headquarters as the city of the seven hills. And in ancient literature and poetry, that's the way that Rome is uh, described for us. Now, Commercial Babylon, where is the location of its headquarters? Well, we're not told. We're not given any indication. It's going to be some city. The, my, best is, my best guess is right here in New York City. I mean, think about it. It's really, if you think about it, it's the commercial center of the world. Isn't that true? So some city, uh, possibly New York City, or maybe some European city, maybe some Middle Eastern a city, uh, some economic center of the world. We're not quite sure exactly where it's going to be, but it will have its headquarters somewhere. But then also notice, let's go back now to verse 9 and the first part of verse 10. Let me read it for you once again. Concerning this commercial uh, city, the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning standing at a distance for fear of her torment. Now, what could this possibly be describing for us? Well, possibly some kind of a nuclear blast. Because notice, the people are standing afar off for the fear of her torment. So this could be a reference to the radioactive fallout from that blast that destroys this city. And so this is the scene upon the earth. There's great lamenting. But what's going on in heaven at the same time? People upon the earth are crying out, alas, alas, they're bemoaning the loss of this commercial center. But what is going on at the same time in heaven? Well, we're told in verse 20, Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. So this attitude of rejoicing grows out of the final overthrow and the obliteration of a system that has defied God and corrupted the nations. Now notice the phrase, and it's a reoccurring phrase, as we move on here in verses 21 through 24. I just want to draw your attention to it before we uh, go ahead and read it. But the reoccurring phrase, no more, in the remaining verses. And this speaks of the completeness of her overthrow. Okay, let's read verses 21 through 24. Then a mighty angel took up a stone, like a great millstone, and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down, and shall not be found anymore. The sounds of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And in the sound of a millstone uh, shall not be heard in you anymore. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and saints and of all who was slain upon the earth. Okay, let me break this down for you. Let's go back to verse 22. What is this suggesting to us? At this time, all forms of entertainment. And think about the age in which we live. The the many different... Uh, facets of entertainment that we, you know, are available to us more than ever before. Right? All of the forms of entertainment during this time disappears. There's no more music, anywhere to be heard. Well, I don't know if that's a big loss because most of our music today doesn't honor God, and uh, I think most people, you know, listen to music. For them, it's just an attempt to escape the realities of the harshness of the lives that they're living, uh, living in. And uh, they listen to it morning, day, and uh, night. So all forms of entertainment disappear. There's no more music. Also, we are told, the tools of the craftsmen are silent forever. Trade unions collapse. There's no building programs in operation. Verse 22, the modern milling centers that grind grain for human consumption, grind no more, notice that, so there's no more food production. Verse 23, the streets will be turned into caverns of darkness, and never again will there be sounds of rejoicing as heard at the wedding feasts, for even love will die. Babylon has become a barren and abandoned place. Her desolation is now complete. God has judged her because she worshipped wealth, luxury. She's led many astray. Uh, The world's population has become its many victims. Uh, Those victims she slaughtered. And this is the day of her reckoning. Her reckoning has come. And so let me ask you, at what altar are you worshipping upon? Are you serving mammon that is the god of this world? The god of wealth? The god of luxury? The god of this world? Listen, don't allow yourself to be led astray by this system that even exists today. It's sorceries. It's allurements. It's attraction. It's advertisements, which is so powerful. It will only lead you to barrenness. And desolation, don't become its victim, and lose your soul. Remember what Jesus said in Luke's Gospel in chapter twelve, in verse fifteen: Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. First Timothy in chapter six, in verses six through ten. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Be satisfied. You know you you know the Lord. You're walking with the Lord. Okay, so maybe you don't have everything that other people have. But you have the Lord, right? And you're walking uprightly before the Lord. And you have the assurance that God's hand is upon you. That he's going to provide for all of your needs. That's nothing that's going on in your life is going on except what God has allowed to go on. In my Father's
1: house There's a place for me In my Father's house
0: Where I long to be oh, my We're so glad you joined us today on In My Father's House for our continuing verse-by-verse study through the book of Revelation. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Mike, Please visit our website at harvestnyc.org. You can listen online at oneplace.com by searching for Harvest Christian Fellowship or Pastor Mike Venizio. Viewing our recent services can be an option as well through Vimeo. We also invite you to subscribe to our podcast. Just search your favorite platform for In My Father's House with Mike Fenizio. If you're in Midtown Manhattan and looking for a church home, come visit us here at Harvest Christian Fellowship. We meet every week for worship, Bible study, and fellowship. It's easy to get here. You can reserve your seat and get directions at our website. If you can't make it in person, that's okay. Join us on the live stream to participate in our services virtually. Just follow the link at HarvestNYC.org. If you have any questions for us, just give us a call at 212-247-1877. We'd be honored to pray for you, too, so feel free to let us know how we can do that for you. That number again is 212-247-1877. Would you like to connect with us on social media? You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just follow the links at harvestnyc.org. We're so glad you took the time to listen in today, and we hope you'll join us again next time on In My Father's House.
1: There's a place for